Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for your grace that is at work in this place. Thank you for people here are experiencing your grace. Thank you for the grace of God that is accompanying the word in this place. As we go to your word, Lord, you will open our eyes in the name of Jesus. You will open our hearts in the name of Jesus. That your word will touch us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please turn your Bible with me to Genesis chapter 41. Um, let's read together. Um, Genesis 41, 32 to 41. Can you help me reduce the feedback or the echo? Genesis chapter 41, 32, increase the echo plus. Genesis 41, we'll read from 32, we'll read together. I'll read 32, you read 33 until we get to 41. Can we stand up and read together? It's just a cultural love that when we read the word of God, we'll be on our feet. So, verse 32. As for having two similar dreams, it means that these events have been decreed by God and it will soon make them happen. Verse 33. Then Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. That that way there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come to the land of Egypt. Otherwise, the famine will destroy the land. So, Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this man who obviously is filled with the Spirit of God? You will be in charge of my courts and of my people. You will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a rank higher than yours. 41 together. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Father, Lord, please open our eyes. Speak to us in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so you may be seated. I'm going to be speaking this evening on what I titled... Favored in famine. Somebody say that. Favored in famine. Come on, say it again. Favored in famine. Now, I have a subtopic under that. Key man, key plan. Key man, key plan. What happened to Joseph took him from prison and turned him to a prince? We know this story. And it happened so fast, so... Um, uh, so, so things that at times we may not have appreciate the the some of the hidden lessons in this story. And this is a popular uh, story that I, I mean, all of us, most of us know this story. Uh, but when we talk about key man and key plan, what is a key? We know what a key is. Opens a door, opens a padlock, opens something. But you don't appreciate the value of a key. Until you know the door it opens. Hello. For instance, the key that opens this church may not be as valuable as the one that opens a vault in a bank. Hello. They are both keys. But someone may even give you a key, say, please hold this key for me. You don't even know where it opens. It is the day you know that, ah, this is the key to maybe. You understand? Oh, tell me, I want any. No, I'm not saying You like money. <laughs> eh? It may be the key to, the, to a palace. It may be a key to a house. That nobody is living. And they gave you the key. And you are living in a ghetto, squatting with someone. And you have that key. You don't even know the door that key opens. It is when you know the door a key opens. That you appreciate the value of that key. 
The value of a deed is not appreciated until it finds a door to open. So you may be a key to a problem. If you've not found a problem to solve, you are valueless. You get me? The Lord may make you a key. Everything in heaven and on earth may agree with you that you are a key. But if you don't solve a problem, if you don't open any door, you are valueless. Praise the Lord. So adversity creates opportunities. Crisis creates opportunities. And at times that you have prayed and you've prayed for God to take away some adversities in your life and it's not going, you should take another group. You've prayed for God to do something, take away some problems, some pains, some challenges, and it seems like it's not going. That is a, a time for you to calm down, take another look at that adversity. What opportunity is this creating for me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You've been praying for an answer. And looking for an answer. Some of us have been so confused about life that we've been trusting God for an answer. But God has sent me here to tell you today, you are an answer. Joseph had been praying to God for deliverance. He didn't know that himself is deliverance. Joseph had been trusting God for breakthrough. He didn't know that himself is breakthrough. I came to announce to you, you are an answer. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say you are an answer. Amen. So, the adversity you are going through is going to create an opportunity. <laughs> what's the difference between a cleaner and the CEO? Major, what's the major difference between the cleaner and the CEO? Job roles, yes. Eh? The position they occupy. Why can't the cleaner occupy the position of the CEO? Experience, yes, yes. But why will someone pay you? It's not people. It's not people, sir. It's not people. It's the amount of problems. Thank you, sir. It's the amount of problems you are called a CEO to come and solve. What is the problem the cleaner is solving? What is the problem? No, it's not the problem. But what is the problem? To clean the environment is a problem. Do you understand? It's a problem. This place is dirty. We want this place clean before we get here. It's a problem. So it's solving a problem on the level. The CEO is also solving a problem. But the problem the CEO is solving, sir, am It's not the problem of this place is dirty. If the problem the CEO is solving is that this place should be clean, then it should be sad, it should be fired. He's solving problems. <laughs> you understand? Problems upon problems. So the higher the problem that you feel is around you, that shows you are a bigger key. The greater the opportunity is around you. The higher the things, the challenges, and the adversities that are around you, the greater the opportunity, the greater the story, the miracle that God is about to show in your life. So your capacity, yeah, the CEO and the, and, and the cleaner, I put here, you can put it down. Your capacity to handle a problem determines your capacity to get paid. Your capacity to handle a problem determines the, your capacity to get paid. If you are trusting your boss or your organization for a higher pay, go and look for bigger problems to solve. Aside wickedness and things, another reason why some people don't get promoted is because they are not solving any bigger problem. You mean, eh? They are crazy problems. <laughs> we are even hiring someone to come <laughs> Do you understand? So, the, the capa your capacity to handle problems and of what, gra of what gravity determines your, your capacity to get paid. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And God gives things to people he can trust. 
I was listening to a guy. I have forgotten his name. Oh, God, please remind me his name. Young man, billionaire. He, I forgot his name. And I sent him a. Maybe I'll check my face because I sent him a message that I really want us to. He's a, he's a great guy. Um, and uh, he, he was talking about the kingdom. That he, he said something. He said we speak in tongues and we speak in cash. Ah! He hits me like no God. That God. That he said when he gets to a church, from when he was broke, when he gets to a church, when he enters a church, he'll be looking for problems. What do they need in this place? What do they need? That's what he's looking for. Yes, I know that. Yeah, I'll, I'll check his. I'll check his name. Maybe I'll check on my Facebook. I said, I sent him a DM that please let's. I, I really want us to. He said we pray, we speak in tongues, and we speak in cash. That the the, the Lord has sent some of us to go and make money so that the church can have mouths. Ah! <laughs> so he was saying that can God trust you with wealth? That was that's it. That if the first million he made was that he went to have a new girlfriend or he went clubbing, God will not give him this money. God will test you with 10,000 naira. After 10,000 naira, nobody can talk to you again. You are all in all, ancient of days, the island that I am, because you just made one million naira. You are, you are, you, your pastor is now, the person that you're supposed to be calling uncle, I used to say this, the thing that they that gets you, you know that they're talking you. The people that you're supposed to be calling uncle and auntie, they're not calling you, hey, uh, uh, Sophia Bao will show up. The person that, on a normal day, because you don't have money, you think that God cannot trust you with wealth. Can God trust you with things? Can God trust you? We've been praying for opportunities to express the things that are inside us. Can God trust us with those opportunities? Will we not mess up? Will we not be a reproach to the kingdom? God gives things to people he can trust. I want you to leave. If you don't get anything here today, leave this place with, 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 with a determination that God, you can trust me. When I was in, in university, I, I did tell, you know that when you pray to God, some of us in, in, the, in, the, in, in, in trying to be self-righteous, we form for God. Like we, you understand? We talk to God as if we're talking to a mere man. Whereas he knows the intent of your heart before you even started praying the prayer that you will pray, he knows you. So when I was in university, I, I used to tell God that, Lord, I, I, I've heard that phrase before, kingdom treasurers. Lord, I want you to make me a kingdom treasurer. And I used to tell God that, God, you know my heart. You know if you give me money, it is either we use it to organize concerts. You know it is for the kingdom. I, no, I'm not, would you know me? Like God, you know. You know my heart. You know that if I have money in this world, eh, it is just that we spend it. You know. So bless me. That was the way I was talking to God. That, look, in this, I don't want to struggle. Coupled with the fact that when we were in final year, we had some senior friends. Uh, they were, I think they were about three years, four years graduates then. They came to tell us some things. Ah! That guy had so much spiritual pride that I coveted it. The guy said, persecution to him, eh? the persecution that the enemy gave him was that he passed out with two one. Oh. <laughs> ah! That's persecution. That he will not have money. It is not persecution. That's not, that's not part of the discussion. He will have money. The enemy has persecuted him that he came out with two one. That's that He said he, he, he used to go to write aptitude tests then, just for fun. He was working in one of the banks, maybe Zenia. And those, you know, banking is the, is the sector that everybody, 2006, 2007, everybody was in, in the banking sector. <coughs> so he said, he heard that one bank was writing up to the test. He just went to write it, just to come out first and say it's not him. He just went to go and write this and be first. He said, he now went to write a particular to test. He now came out second. He said, he was looking for the person that came out first. Like, the guy must have known what he needed. How will you come out first? How will you force me? Ah! I got that. Ah! No, 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 no. I went to meet God. And the, the next aptitude test I wrote, I became, I was the first. I was writing aptitude test with engineering students. Me that forgotten how to write maths. Maybe some of that I'll tell you that testimony. God gave me the exact questions I was talking I was just shaping answer. 
So I didn't know that I was even the first. I just saw that I, I got into the organization. So there was a time they wanted to give us an assignment to do. Our supervisor just called two of us that, ah, no, this one is the best. This one was the highest. This is the highest in the assistant. This was the second highest. Go and give them that. Yeah. So I said, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> do you understand? So God can, what, what brought me there is that God gives things to people he can trust. Can God trust you with wealth? Will you not go and be promoting the kingdom of the devil? Can God trust you with opportunities? Will you not shut the door to your fellow church members? Can God trust you? Praise the Lord. Let's, let's move on. Verse 32. He said, the Lord has shown him that vision twice. God usually confirms his words through at least two witnesses. And you need to be careful. I do tell um, a number of people that, that I mentor that, see, as much as I am of the prophetic uh, ministry, God is only going to tell me things that he's already told you. So whatever I'm coming to say is a confirmation. Don't turn me to God. Don't worship me. Because that is how you people cobalize men of God. You want to, you want to sleep? That is July sleep. You want to drink water? That is July drink water. Don't cover me. I am not God. I am not God. I am not the one you are praying to. God is going to show me things. Maybe God is telling you and you are a bit confused. Should I take this step or should I take that step? Then God will send a word through his servant that will confirm, okay, this is what God has been speaking to me. So, prophecy is not meant for a non-believer. <clears throat> Let me shake table, this table. I, I wish I would finish this message today. Let me shake this table. You know that if I can see the future, hello, Oracle can see correct future. Uh, imams can see the future. It's not because they are, they are holy. They are, they are spiritual. Okay, let, 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 let's go to the Bible. When Moses threw down his rod and he became sick, what happened to the magicians? It, 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 it's not politics. It's not trick. It's not magic. Real life, they threw down their rod and they became sick. Real life. But God showed his supernatural power by his face. So I don't know this. But the rock only was made. It was good. So the fact that someone is able to see the future correctly. God, in my own opinion, I stand to be corrected. God will not, the Holy Spirit will not waste the precious time of God telling you for God's cause. If the Holy Spirit can tell you for God's cause, then He can tell you best, better combination. Have you? So should we now be asking the Holy Spirit, what is the Babai Debu, Ben Daya combination? So the other, other, other things, other mediums can see the future. So when someone is, is prophesying to an unbeliever, just loosely, because at the time that God can send a message to an unbeliever, we still see in this passage. But loosely, when unbelievers come to consult prophets, they are calling them to have a list. Because you don't have to be an Ifa worshiper to go to an Ifaalist. And they will say that, oh yeah, speak with Ifa, what do you And Ifa will tell you precisely, thank you sir. So if that is it, then what is the difference between God and the Holy Spirit and all those things? The prophecy from God to you through a man of God is a confirmation of maybe you are in a crossroad. Where should I go, Lord? Please give me a word. I'm confused. What should I do? Then the Lord is so God confirms his word through at least two witnesses. You may be, and there are ways God confirms. It may not even be through a prophet. You may see a billboard, and the Lord speaks through that billboard. You may be in a, in a sermon. You may listen to a sermon, and a word, the, the person that is even preaching doesn't even know he's speaking to you. A word comes out from that sermon and confirms. 
That is how God confirms things to his children. So don't go, don't turn anybody to your personal consultant. Don't turn him into a, 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 a medium. It's here. It's here. Come on, yeah. What 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 is this? Because me too, I'm like you. I have the same grace you have. You have the same thing I have. We all are children of God. God doesn't have a grandchildren. Okay, grandchild. God doesn't have grandchildren. Jesus is just the first one. All of us, we keep behind Jesus. The same way you give, the same way I give. But yes, if you release yourself to certain levels of grace and pay some sacrifices, yes, some people may, he said, as we, as we behold his kingly brightness, our faces display brightness, ever growing from glory to glory, we are going. So, as we keep looking at the world, we keep getting bigger and better and better. So, some people may be on a journey and they have gotten this far, some people may have gotten this far, some people have gotten this far, that's correct. But all of us have the same access to the same God. So God confirms his words through at least two witnesses. So some of us, the Lord has been saying the same thing to you, and it seems that it's not coming to pass. You go and pray again, you get the same word. You pray again, you get the same word. What is that telling you? It will surely come to pass. Don't be discouraged. It will surely come to pass. Tell your neighbor it will surely come to pass. Now, if you read verse 34, <coughs> the strategies that Joseph gave were not in the dream. The strategies were not in the dream. So it is one thing to interpret the dream. It is another thing to become a steward over the dream. There are times that God will put us in positions. This week, I see God opening a door for someone that you will give a solution. But you need to become the steward of that solution. The Lord will give you the idea of Jesus. The strategy. You know, God can open the door and say, I want to do this, you know, and you provide a solution and you keep quiet. Wisdom says that when you provide a solution, become the steward of that solution. Let's move ahead. Verse 37, and this is one of the things that, that really got me. He had favor, not just in the eyes of Pharaoh, but in the eyes of his officials. Because one thing I've known about leadership, especially presidents, kings, most of the times they are not the ones that are really know. That's in the core Kappa. It has been from the beginning. So it is now. And never come shall be God without them. People rule kings. People manage. Let me say manage, not rule. People manage kings. Have you seen this movie? There's a movie, a Mozart movie. I've forgotten the title. Uh, whereby a eh? no, it's not. It's not a betrayal. Whereby a, a no, a, a king, a king caused his son, and the son became mad. You remember that? You remember? Eh? So the son became mad. <coughs> For years, the son now got healed, gave his life to Christ, didn't want to forgive his father. And we're here. So God has been speaking to the to the guy, to the prince, to go and miss his father and forgive his, and forgive his father. The father too. Uh, yes, Akusieri. Is Akusieri? Is he? Yes, is Akusieri. Yes, yes. Thank you. So the the father too had been wanting to see. The child that he, this child that I angrily cursed. I don't even know where the child is. So, long story cut short. The child now came after the, the pastor told him, Go and forgive your father, you can go to hell because of unforgiveness. Blah blah blah. I was looking for his own son. Whereas the, 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 the king kidnapped his own grandchild, you know. Yeah, for sacrifice, you remember that. But what I wanted to bring out is when the, the prince got to the palace, the king was sick. Did not want to tell the king that, ah, Prince is here. What did the king do? He stood up from the bed. He wanted to start running past. He said, No, 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 can't be. No, you don't do like that. Ah, kings are in your balance. It is where the elder is. Like the elder, don't worry. So they now dress for the king. They now tell, Don't worry, we'll tell you to wait till you They now package the king. They now go and sit on your throne. They now tell him to come in. But the son of God has known that the father wanted to stand up from the bed like that and come and hug him. So kings 
are managed. Presidents are managed. Just take that for just take that. He wants to do it as a human being, as a father. But the children, ah, PSC, ah, your highness. No, they don't be like that. Ah, that those who don't worry. Someone is attending to him. So the king here, even though he's the sole ultimate ruler, may want to say, oh, ah, who is who else is, is able to, to do th this thing except you? And someone just say, ah, can't you see? Ah, you are wonderful. However, this guy is a slave. He's just coming from the prison. He will use prison this thing to and he will and, and that will and that will be God. But God that knows what he was doing made him not only favored in the eyes of the king, but in the eyes of the officials. As you go out this week, the king and his officials shall favor you. See, there's people called gatekeepers. Gatekeepers. Gatekeepers shall favor you. It is gatekeepers that tell you that don't present it now. He's angry. He's angry. Just greet and go. Give me your number. I'll call you when you need to present. You can't just like you. I said, gatekeepers are people. Yeah. As you step out this week to go on your on your on, on your business, on your jobs, you will meet favor with the king and the officials in the name of Jesus. So he was favored by the king. And the officials. Now, this guy was about to switch from being a prisoner to a prince. If he was already in his mind, he would mess it up. Are you ready for the switch? God is about to bless some of us, open some doors for some of us. But are you ready? For the switch, tell your neighbor, are you ready for the switch? Tell him, ask him, do you have the capacity for the switch? See, leadership is another kind of trouble. And now I was telling you that the CEO solves these problems on a higher level. So leadership is another kind of uh, uh, trouble, and you cannot go into this leadership position with a slave mindset. The next stage of your life, you need to get rid of the slavery mindset. Remember this guy had been a slave almost all his life. As a teenager, he was sold into slavery. He was 30 years old here. He was sold maybe at 12 or 13. He was a teenager. So he couldn't, have, he couldn't go with his brothers to, to uh, the field. So he was young. So uh, 12 minus 30. How many years? More than half of his life, that's about 18 years of his life, has been in slavery. Whatever you do for 18 years, sir, that's become your, your lifestyle, your reality. So, and this guy knew that I cannot go into this new level with a slavery mindset, with a slave mentality. Some of us need to change the mentality that we grew up in. I will tell you the reason why you, why you went through that. You will see it very soon. But for the next thing God is about to do in your life, you need to change your mentality. You need to change your mindset. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Pharaoh had a dream. One lesson I want us to learn here is that Pharaoh doesn't even believe in Jehovah. He doesn't believe in Yahweh. And look at how God works. God gave a heathen king a revelation about tomorrow. God gave someone who is an unbeliever a revelation about tomorrow. And Pharaoh admitted that there's the spirit of God in you, but the guy doesn't know who God is. There is a solution, it will be to that there is a solution you will bring to your generation. That even people who don't know that God exists, atheists, will come and say that the Spirit of God is in you. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
So God gave a dream to an unbeliever that only a believer can carry out. Unbelievers are carrying out our carrying seeds of dreams that only you and I can interpret. May the Lord locate us this week in the name of Jesus. As we go out this week, the, the unbelievers that are bearing dreams and they are looking for interpreters, they are looking for interpreters. May they come in your contact in the name of Jesus. And when they come in contact with you, may you have the answer in the name of Jesus. When you give them the answer, may you become the steward of those dreams in the name of Jesus. So God gave a dream to an unbeliever that only a believer can carry out. God didn't give this dream to the prophets. So at times your solution, if you think that your solution and your word needs to come from the church 100%, sir, they are limiting God. Why did God give this dream to the prophets? That, ah, repent, Egypt, famine is coming. God could have done that. So at times, see, those of us who are self-righteous, who are, who think that um, the heads of all those ones, they are, they are not like people like us. I pity you. You are missing out a lot. You are missing out a lot. God can put the, your dream, your, the solution to your own problem in the hand of an unbeliever. Thank you. An unbeliever. Someone that doesn't even believe God exists. And he's doing the will of God. He doesn't even know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let me quickly tell you this story. I don't, maybe some of you have read it on, on, online. A, a, a woman, a widow, a poor woman called a radio station. A Christian radio station that please uh, anybody that the Lord is touching their hearts should please give her food. She dropped her house address. That God, if God is speaking to you to uh, give me food, I'm really hungry. I'm trusting God. So a, a satanist, someone who worships Satan, accidentally was listening to that radio program. And I said, I want to show this woman that our God is not our God that answered this prayer. That it is Satan. And he's a very rich man, he called the secretary, he said, buy anything mouth can eat. But like, load everything, go to this address. Make sure you tell the woman that it is Satan himself, come, 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 that came to drop this thing for you. That, make sure that's the main thing, but just be, tell her that Satan told me to go and give you this thing. As he, the secretary did as he was told, not the door. Do ah, thank you, Jesus. Oh God, you answer prayers. Collected everything. Ah, don't you want to know who sent you? The man said, No, it doesn't matter. When God speaks, even the center, even the devil. <laughs> even the devil will be. <laughs> so God is omniscient, omnipotent, is sovereign. He can use even the devil. To do his will. <laughs> to do his will. Praise the Lord. So when God speaks, even the devil obeys. So God can put the solution of, to your problem in the hand of your wicked boss. So it is not all the prayers of Father and that when uh, the president was with us last week and was saying, I think was it during the minister? Okay, I think it was during the minister's program, the minister's uh, meeting. He was telling us that. It is not all enemies that God makes. In fact, God will not notice your enemies. That I know that all of you will not want to That God has left those enemies to teach you how to fight. That He told the children of Israel that I will not drive out. Uh, I will not drive out all these people in that land in one year. Why? The, the beast will not consume you. Then they will teach you how to fight. If God did not kill all the enemies of His own. Children of Israel. Who are you? <laughs> so everyone, uh, so at times we meet, he was talking to the minister that at times we may be in a difficult church and some people are giving you help. You are praying that God just kill this guy. Kill this guy. God will not kill you. So there are times that the problem, the solution to our problem will be in the hand of, the, of that unbeliever. You know that. Joseph could have been praying that Pharaoh should die. Another Pharaoh should come with me in those new presidential pattern. And he would have been praying for the, is the person that is not delivered to come from to die. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Imagine if the church was praying that Paul should die. The church would have been praying that Paul should die. Ah, okay, don't let me say I know. But I just want to believe. 
if it was the church of Nigeria, the church of Jesus, ah, we'll go, we'll carry Paul's name like this, put it on our altar, kneel down on this. Paul, we'll be stepping on his name, Paul, die, die, die. But God was seen an evangelist. So the solution, your solution, the things you've been trusting God for, may be in the hands of an unbeliever. Praise the Lord. Now, you can't wear the prison clothes to palace opportunities. You cannot wear prison clothes to palace opportunities. Some of us need to go and learn table etiquette. The way you drink tea and bread in your house, you know now, whereby we carry it deep in your head. When you are going for palace opportunities, you, that will be the disqualifying factor. Joseph changed his garments. You may need to change your mindset. Let me go on. So that because that you look at why did Joseph, Joseph go through all this? Praise the Lord. Now, why should Joseph even care about this dream? Joseph should be concerned about his own. His dream is to go back to his father. He has not seen his father since he was a teenager. His father loved him so much. So why should Joseph be concerned about someone else's dream? Why should he be concerned about the prosperity of a nation that enslaved him? Write this down. Selfish dreams will never change your life. If your dream and the use of your gifts is all about me, myself, and I, my family, what will we gain, what are we gain about me, it will never change your life. Selfish dreams will never change your life. Some of us have been on the same spot because we only respond to things that are about us. When they call about things that are about communal, the group, well, no, it's not about anything. So a lot of us are selfish. Human beings naturally are selfish. What is in it for me? That's we listen to we and them. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? That's what we look at. David, if, 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 if Joseph, I mean, uh, Joseph was looking for her in this dream, now what's in it for me? If it was some of us, some of our uh, prophets and dream interpreters these days, ah! Before we interpret this dream, go and read. And he will have, he will have shut down his ungodliness. Now, shut down his ungodliness for one million. Selfish, selfish dreams. Selfish dreams will never change your life. Go and bring five cows. Ah, the, the meal they give us in that prison. I want to eat with the king. Let's first eat. Don't first set the table before I can eat. He will eat, he will eat his ritual. He will eat so just because of how many now he will eat. That's all. And that's all. And that's double shots. And it's, no, see, it's even to protect his own family. He didn't even know. At the end, the dream was even about himself. To protect his deceit of Israel. He didn't know. But if he was selfish, he would have killed what God was about to do. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So this is another glimpse about how, why Joseph was highly favored. He has a large heart. A heart big enough to care for things that do not directly affect him. Leave this place today and stop being selfish. Go and pursue things that you will not gain. And you know, this, this hustling spirit, nothing goes for nothing. Uh, what is that? Those are our slides. Uh, give and take. Life is about give and take. Uh, you rob me, I rob you. Uh, like, do me, I do you. God, do me vex. All these things, they are killing your dreams. You will just get peanuts. You get peanuts for today. For today. Because you cannot see more than today. If you have a heart large enough to care about things that do not directly affect you, then favor in this famine will come your way. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, let's see how scary this could have been. You know that if Joseph has said even the right thing, and if Pharaoh didn't like his answer, you know Pharaoh doesn't need National Assembly to kill, to, to kill Joseph. 
In fact, he's not even an Egyptian citizen. Yeah, an Egyptian citizen said, Pharaoh can just say, cut his head. And they will cut his head. Let alone one slave prisoner up. So, if this thing does not go right, Lasson is dead, and subsequently we can see, we will see that his generation will have died. So, the things you do, the things, the decisions you make, are not just to affect you, but to affect your generation. And God has been preparing Joseph for this particular dream on his life. He didn't know when he dreamt about him and his brothers bowing to him. When he dreamt about the sun uh, and the moon and the levels that bowing to him, it was practice. It was practice. When he got to the prison and two dreams, two dreams uh, came to him about it. Practice for this particular dream. All the things you've been doing that people are not remembering, that people are not remembering, is practice. Practice. The big month that will blow you out is coming. It's practice for this particular one because this one has to be right. He has to get this one right to save himself and save his family. But he has to practice. For 18 years, more than 18 years, because he dreamt about the ship, uh, uh, the stars and things, man, to him before he was 12. So all his life, God has been training him for this one point. All your life, the things you've gone through, your experiences, the bad things, the things that you the, the things you felt that God raised your face, they are all training you, training you, training you, training you for that particular one opportunity. The opportunity you miss is an is a training for you to recognize the opportunities. So you don't beat yourself down. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So God had him practice all his life for this moment. And he's getting it right, affected his whole generation. And we have a, a people these days with the mentality to live in the moment. What will I gain now? But God is a God of destiny. He's a God of generations. People live in the day, in the now. Now. Just want to live in the now. Just want to live in the today. That's what we have. That's why some of us make some decisions. The decisions you're making today is affecting your generation. Let me, let's, let's go to the Bible. The Bible says, when, when in Hebrews, when they were talking about the priesthood of, of Levi and the priesthood of Melchizedek, the Bible says, Levi paid tithes to Melchizedek. How? When Abraham was paying tithes to Melchizedek, Levi was in the loins of Abraham, paid tithes from Abraham. Four generations. Let's, let's count it. Abraham gave back to Isaac. One. Isaac gave back to Jacob. Jacob gave back to Levi. His great grandfather paid tithes. The Bible recorded that Levi paid tithes. Your bad decisions, your good decisions are affecting. Descendants. Descendants. See, we're going to pray. The bad decisions some of our predecessors have made should not want us. The Bible counted for labor to have paid tithes because his great grandfather paid tithes. Abraham was, Abraham erected an altar. In Bethel. 120 years later, his grandson, Jacob, ran into problem, was sleeping on his phone in Blasted Bethel. A portal that his grandfather left open was still open. He saw angels going up and down. Going up and down. The decisions you take now affect your generation. I want us to go out of this mentality of these sorrows, okay, that live in the now. That think about everything in the now. Praise the Lord. So Joseph became the custodian of someone else's dream. Let's let's wrap up this message. Um, wow, time is gone. So Joseph is instinctive about the task ahead. How do I balance? His solution is how to balance between the lean and the fast. How to balance between plenty and scarcity. 
And Joseph was good for this job. Why? Because his whole life was about violence. One moment, he was wearing clothes of many colors. Before he did his eyes, he was in the ditch. He about to die. Another time, they brought him out, sold him to slave. He was a slave who, next, he was sold to Potiphar. As you see, okay, okay, things are getting better, things are getting better. He became the head of the slave. Ah, things are getting better. Next time, they lied to me. I wanted to leave the wife. He was in prison. Prison, 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 prison. Then, it got, it got better, it got better, it got better, it got better. He became the head of the. So, his whole his life is all about ups and downs. And as we were going through that, God was talking to it. Bring out the key. How does the key look like? Up, down, down, up, up, down, down. Your life, your life is being caught into a key. Into a key. Into a key. The things you've been through, the things that you thought that is the devil that is, is God is putting you into a key for that particular door. Until you see the door that that's your experience is going to open. You won't appreciate what God has been cutting you into. Tell somebody I'm a key. key. Tell somebody I'm a key. key. Now, Pharaoh cannot do this. Pharaoh cannot understand balance between good and bad because all his life had always been good. Pharaoh doesn't know what place to go on. So the, the things that some of us are experiencing now is for the future. God is taking you to a place whereby only you can have this experience. In fact, you will be the experience. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, skinny cows eating fat cows. This, if anybody, if someone else has seen this movie, they will have thought it is a horror movie. Because number one, cows are, are vegetarians. Cows are not are not uh, um, carnivores. They eat herbs. So, for a cow eating meat, number one. Now, a skinny cow eating a fat cow. When you see abnormalities in your life like that, calm down. The Lord is showing you a message. The Lord is showing you a message. When you see Something that's supposed to be a vegetarian becoming a cannibal. The Lord is showing you a message. God is trying to tell you something. So, despite Joseph not having a degree in politics or in administration, or because he is this balance, his life is all about this. That was why. He was the best person for this job. Please turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 16, verse 12. Luke 16, 12. We're wrapping up now. Luke 16, 12. And if you are not faithful in that which, and if you are not faithful in that which is another man's If you have not been faithful in that which is another man's business, nobody will commit anything to your hand. So you are the key to someone else's lock. You are a key to someone else's door. You are a key to someone else's problem. Your suffering affects how you see things. Some of the suffering that we are going through, God is making us to see opportunities where others see your status. May the Lord open our eyes in the name of Jesus. May the Lord open our eyes in the name of Jesus. Pharaoh came to, to, to Joseph that I've got a problem. Joseph responded that I, I am the solution. I've got a plan. May you have a plan to the problem of kings in the name of Jesus. So, Joseph missed his father. Despite the fact that he would have wished to be with his father, despite the fact that he would have 
you will, if, they, if they ask him any question, please just take me back to our house. He left that pain and came to the king and said, I am out of service. We need to be that selfless for God to bless us, for God to use us. It was being faithful to Pharaoh's dream that brought his dream, his own dream to fulfillment. He didn't even know if he probably the, the parents would have relocated from where he knew. So it is in fulfilling someone else's dream that his own dream became fulfilled. Every blessing for both of these men were in the famine. Every ble the blessing for Pharaoh was in the famine because if the famine has, has killed these people, you will have affected it. The blessing for Joseph was in the famine. I came to tell you, stop praying the famine away. Stop praying the famine away. Pray for your favor in the famine. Your answer is in the famine. Your favor lies in this famine. Why would Jesus, the Messiah God, Jesus is God, why would he have chosen Judas? The Bible says Jesus knew that Judas was stealing from the boss. <laughs> why would Jesus have chosen Judas? Jesus knows that Judas will do more for his destiny than Peter. Judas fit more into the into God, into Jesus fulfilling his destiny than Peter. Than Matthew. <laughs> Jesus didn't pray Judas away. Your favor is in the family. Let's go on our feet. I want us to thank God for the family. Thank God for the things that are happening that it seems like is the devil. Come on, begin to pray. Begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. 